Today's episode is brought to you by Slay House Publishing, recorded at Wayne Howard Studios. All right, first off, folks, I just told Trevor I am the Sam Kennison of podcasters, and he doesn't know who that is. So if you know who that is and want to send YouTube clips of Sam Kennison, do so. Send it to one of our, our Slayhouse uh, I, I guarantee handles online. Guarantee not to watch them. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> Have you ever seen Back to School with uh, Rodney Dangerfield? Yes, like a, right. like a, like a, a long time ago. That's the, the one where he's the he's, he's the, the diver, student. right? Yeah, the diver. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. in this history class, and the the history teacher starts yelling at him like, like when I was in Vietnam, and you did this, and yeah, yeah, and they're like yelling at each other. That uh-huh, dude was okay. Sam Kennison. That's like he was <laughs> like right. he was originally like a Baptist preacher until I, he became like a stand up comedian. I was going to start the episode by saying something like, "Hey, I haven't seen you since last year." Oh, hey, haven't seen you since last year. <laughs> Instead of like a very obscure pop culture reference, hey, that's what I'm all about. Very, hey, yeah, we haven't seen each other since last we year. Haven't have we haven't seen each other since last year. We haven't we haven't done a podcast since last year. Since last year, it's, it's uh, a long time, or just a couple of weeks. It's literally just a couple of weeks, <laughs> but uh, but we had a holiday season. Yeah, Slayhouse took off for the holiday. Yeah, we came back. We're here in the well, studio again. <laughs> Most of Slayhouse took off for for the holiday. I continue to work like a fucking dog. Well, I mean that's your <laughs> that's that's on that's on you, bro. Yeah, I know that's on you. <laughs> uh, no, we we we've come back though. We we are coming out of our little kind of sleepy hiatus from the holidays. Yeah, uh, full of of turkey, several pounds heavier yep. on my. <laughs> on my part. Turkey and sweet potato casserole and broccoli and cheese casserole. Broccoli like, and rice like, casserole. Just, just like everything. Yeah. And then for New Year's, you know, you get the the black eyed peas and the yeah. turnip greens. I was I was given a fruit cake. I still haven't tried it yet. Eesh. I don't know. Uh it's it's apparently a very it's like an old nineteen twenties recipe from my oh, I great fruit, grandfather. I thought the fruit cake was from nineteen twenties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't you know they age really well? They do, yeah. They have a like a, at least a, a half life of a thousand years. There <laughs> right, you know, right, right, right. Like uranium. I mean it's oh, yeah. you know it's uranium <laughs> it's fruit cake cockroaches. It's simple. We're just gonna have to jettison it out to into space, right? Yeah. Uh but we've come mm. back. We're coming We're back. back from our little hiatus and, and we yep. wanted to talk uh just a little bit about uh, 2022, looking back now that we have this fresh new year and we have fresh new eyes, mm-hmm. kind of reflect back on the year and, and how it treated us over here at Slay House. It is our, don't misunderstand me, our year in review. We do th- We did this I, last time. We did this joke last year. <laughs> last year, year. It, it not was, last year, two no, weeks right, ago. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Oh me, yeah. And, well, actually, the next couple of episodes are going to be about reflecting and looking yeah, forward kind of on Slayhouse, looking forward and, to what we're doing, and looking back on yeah, what we've done, and updating you guys. I know we are coming along on the uh, the the next radio uh, drama um, that we are getting it's done. Been, it's been uh, in production for for a bit now, and a little over a month. It's uh, it's coming along very nicely. I, th- I think it's going to be something pretty special. Yeah, we've got another one uh, that we will be working on toward the end of the month, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make this uh, you know more of a thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, let's start with the year year in review. Yeah. Not the P in review. Man, so I can't I don't even know where to start because so much stuff happened last year. Let's start with uh where did we go last May? Well, I mean we we definitely went to StokerCon. We went to StokerCon and we met some famous people. Um we some met, like really great people. Met some really great people. Yeah. Um, like memories I will hold with me forever. The saw, one thing I didn't do that I really regret was uh, I didn't take pictures with people because I'm just really stupid. And yep. uh, I don't like my – I don't look in, like looking at my face in pictures. Uh, but I regret. I regret Neither that do I the didn't. rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. He's a, he's a very handsome individual. Uh, I, I am not. He is but, photogenic. Uh, I am also not. But, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm going to change that. I'm going to change you that in 2023. You can see Trevor. You can see him uh, upcoming on the cover of GQ magazine. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. GQ stands for uh, – uh, <laughs> Gentlemen quartered. Yes, I don't, I don't, that's I don't the horror know. magazine yeah, that gets right, ripped yeah. apart by four horses. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't so, know. Yeah, I don't so, know any other words that begin with <laughs> Q. So. Uh, uh, well, Q from Star Trek. Oh that yeah, doesn't sure, really begin with Q. I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, Galaxy's Q. Galaxy Quest. Gal- well, yeah, Galaxy, <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Quest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the cover of Galaxy Quest. He's on the cover of Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Um, God, you thought you were tuning in for something in, you know. <laughs> There's nothing enlightening, enlightening going on era, over here. Yeah. We're not telling you shit. We're just wasting your time. No, but, uh, I mean, 2023, I, I, uh, we'll talk about it more in our yeah. 2023 episode, but, um, I am, you know, trying to change the, the fact. I, I, I want there to be a record of me having met these people. Yeah. Uh, Other than you just saying it on social media and they're like, right, right, yeah. They're all kind of like casting eyes at each other. They're like, like who, uh-huh. who the fuck? Yeah, who? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, when I corner <laughs> Laurel <laughs> Tower in, in, in an elevator next that time. That reminds me, I have a summons for you from the courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cornering and ambushing people, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but uh, but we had a great time. At you Flay say House. stalking, I to, say fangirling. Uh, <laughs> hey, tomato, hey, tomato, fanboying. <laughs> let's fanboying. let's uh, right. you know. All right, he's fanboying. Let's be, uh, gender correct <laughs> over here. Uh, yeah. So StokerCon. So I mean, StokerCon was. We such saw a good time. the flattest place on earth, which is West it's, Kansas. Uh, the worst place to drive. And through. the dirtiest city on earth, which is yeah, Denver. Denver's the that uh, broke I, our hearts. I saw so many people on drugs. It was wild. Yeah, I I was I had a contact high the entire time we were there. It was wild. Yeah, and that was just walking around just, downtown. Just walking down the street, you yeah. see a dude, and it's oh, is this. The mountains is this are... interpretive dance hour? No, he's it's just heroin. <laughs> the... <laughs> nope, just that nope, should just be a song. Ten, just heroin. <laughs> is it interpretive dance hour? Nope, nope. just heroin. Nope. <laughs> I told um, the story right yeah, on, you on did. the air yeah, about you did. the guy. You, yeah, when we did oh our, our review of, of Stokerman, so many. The so... mountains were gorgeous, though, weren't they? It was. It's oh, it's man. it's oddly a very beautiful place and also a horrifying. Just you know, like humans are really just the scum of the earth kind of place. Yeah. 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 Blame the Democrats. And we're going. <laughs> aren't we going to? We're going to Pittsburgh. Next. Yeah, we're going to Pittsburgh next. So we'll weigh. <laughs> yeah, again. We'll weigh it against you know right up there, folks. Against Denver. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> I'm not s- gonna leave the hotel, man. 
<laughs> Man, Pittsburgh. It's like, what's next? Cincinnati? You know. <laughs> Don't just, give them ideas. I'll just go to Delaware next. I mean, whoa. Sorry for any listeners out there in Delaware. We really do appreciate your Don't patronage. Give any, Don't give anybody any ideas. <laughs> StokerCon um, in Wyoming. StokerCon, and we're in Billings, Montana next month. <laughs> Billings, Montana. <laughs> Going to Boise, Idaho. <laughs> we're just like listing like the most boring <laughs> place. Meanwhile, like that's where all of our listeners are from, and so they're like tuning off, tuning off. <laughs> You've alienated us how enough. We, how have we gone into negative listenership? I just don't even know. Um, we owe you listeners. So the other big thing about 2022 is that we had some titles come out, and I'm very, very. We had proud some titles. titles. Go ahead and drop those titles. Ground Control by K.A. Huff. Yeah, we got that one. Um, perfect. Great book. I'm oh, so glad we, we snatched I that really one. I really do love that book. Um, uh, Mel Pomeney's Garden from Curtis mm, Harrell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got all of these for your Christmas present. I did. Have you read yeah, any yet? I did. No, of course not. Fuck. I, I'm basically blind. Okay. That's not uh, true. You, no. I had the worst year for like I I checked Oh, yeah. No, you, 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 uh, because you did I'm all kinds at, of stuff. Because at 45... She dropped the close card in front of me for the eye checkup, uh-huh. and I couldn't see the bottom line finally. Oh, no. Which means bivocal, 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 bivocal. Oh, no. So I'm like, well, I'm not getting lined bifocals, and I am i can't afford uh, no line bifocals, so I got uh, contact bifocals. So. Oh, interesting. Yep. Okay, well. Uh, Melpomene's Garden by Curtis Harrell, Ground yeah. Control by K.A. Huff, Bad Form by Joe Taylor. Yeah, that's um, right. I've read all of these books, folks. A lot of them have great reviews on Goodreads and Amazons. And yeah. if they don't, if you go, uh, I also created a link on our website that links us to the I reviews. say I haven't read them. I've read parts. Like, yeah. I've read pieces. I, I've read the whole of Karen's book. Yeah. Um, uh, and 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 I'm I unabashedly love that book. I've it, read several parts of Milpomene's Garden, and Curtis Harrell is is excellent. He's an amazing writer. He is. He's an amazing writer. If yeah. you guys haven't read or if you've read and haven't left a review, get on Goodreads, get on Library Thing, get on Amazon, um, get on Barnes & Noble and just leave a review of the books. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can even just be a starred it review. It goes a long way. It doesn't, you don't have to type anything. Just do a starred yeah. review. But yeah, because we want to show people that there are readers out there and that they are enjoying this and yeah. they are getting what we're trying to do Cheer here. Share them around. You know, if, if you really like one of these books, uh, tell people about it. Just... Mm-hmm. You know that's a that's definitely a way you can help support the yep. support us support the uh, the books support the authors. Uh, Tales of Slayhouse twenty twenty two also Tales came out. Tales of Slayhouse twenty twenty two also came out. It is a a it is it, a bargain it's, of a it's book. It's busting at the seams. It with is stuff. yeah. It is twenty one stories. Um, yeah, introductions by some stories by some people that I actually met at StokerCon. Yeah, which I thought was really awesome. Yep. Um, and it, it, you know, there some familiar names. People. Some, some, yeah, yeah. We we've got a whole lot of new, a couple that returned, uh, yeah. that that we felt were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we definitely had some, uh, you know, interesting surprises. I yeah. think. Um, it, yeah, there's it. There's so much fun mm-hmm. to be had in that book. So much stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's. I mean. I've, I mean, we've those done were some the books. I mean, those, those were, the, were books the, the titles that came for out. the podcast. We've done the radio dramas. We've done we did the two the two uh, radio stories. We've yep. done a, a telethon a by series. Morgan. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, you train uh, by you Casey train Griffin. Casey Griffin. 
Yep. Uh, we've done, um, man, we've done just some, some I mean, we had, work on okay. craft. We had a we whole had, series on we craft. We had a whole series on craft. We had a great series of uh, interviews. Yeah. I, I mean, just, uh, to, I think 2022 for me, looking back, was like the year I got to talk to some of my favorite writers on earth. Yep. And, and, and just had a wonderful time with it. I don't think I've told you this, Trevor, but I was finally able to get off my ass, load up six uh, mugs as well as bookmarks and stickers. And oh, I sent good. them off not only to our the people that won our merch contest last fall, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but also to the people who had given us our address, their address for like uh, for for ordering like um, like uh, Tracy Cross wanted a T-shirt as well as oh, some yeah. merch, so I've yeah, got yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. sent off. I've got this this stuff sent off to Almakatsu and to Laurel Hightower, and that's great. I need um, to get you Stacy Kate. Yes, I need her her information um, as well as Michael Kellemeyer. I got all this stuff. That's finally, awesome. you know, these people I've told them months ago that I would send them stuff, and yeah, you finally with, did. It. I finally <laughs> did it. Well, part of the reason I waited, and I want to tell people this, is because I wanted. I knew with the new titles coming out last year. I wanted the bookmarks to reflect that, so I updated mm. the bookmarks. Yeah, that's right. So I had to wait for all this t- title stuff to come in, all the cover stuff to come in to, yeah. to update that. Um, I mean, we were busy last year. We were very busy last year. I mean, on top of all of the stuff that we do, let, let's yeah. keep it in perspective. You know, you you also have two part-time jobs. Yep. I've got a full-time job. Yep. And uh, Plus, I'm a writer. And, and in fact, for most of the year last year, I was working a, a full-time job and a part-time job and yeah. doing this. Yep. You know, so it's like, you know, that's the hustle. Yeah. Well, and you've had some some personal stuff going I on. I had my and... that, that's the other thing about last year. You know, last year was not all uh phenomenal things. Mm-hmm. You know, last year also had a lot of bad stuff happen. I uh, feel bad comparing my bad stuff to your bad stuff. I feel bad about, you know, just bitching about bifocals. Yeah. Stuff. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just it was a tough year. Um there, yeah. there was a lot of stuff to, to to try to work through and and figure out. Yep. Um you know, but there are some good things too that happened. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, there, we had a lot of awesome stuff at Slay House. My mom doesn't have cancer anymore. That's awesome, man. <laughs> that's Congratulations. Fucking... Hey, if <laughs> you're listening a, to this, huge give, relief. give Trevor a shout out on social media. You know, just I don't need a shout out on social media, but it's I do, do want to go. It's something to celebrate. I though. do want to say um, I'm extremely, extremely um, grateful to William Sterling. Mm-hmm. Um, he reached out to me as soon as I, you know, kind of said some stuff about it on social media. Um, he was just uh, amazingly supportive, um, you know, was there if I wanted to talk to him. And and that really goes a long way. I mean, that that sense of community. Um, I would have reached out to you, too. But apparently Elon Musk has not fixed the analytics uh, on well, Twitter. You know, so I still never guy. see Slayhouse presents <laughs> Twitter messages, <laughs> even though we're following each no, other. I know. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Uh, uh, but you know, Leanna Renee Heber and mm-hmm. uh, Andrea Janes—they uh, were both, you know, very supportive through that. That's awesome. That process, and um, I, I just, you know, there were so many people that reached out that um, it, it was really amazing to see. And and there were a lot of. I feel like in the last year there have been some friendships um, that have grown for me in a way that um, I just. You know, I'm, I'm continually just kind of stunned by, yeah. um, you know, building, uh, you know, a kind of a, a 
friendship with Brian McCauley um, mm-hmm. has been one of the greater privileges of, of 2022. Uh, Agatha Andrews from the She Wore Black podcast, yep. um, who has gin, given us so much support and also is just one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. <laughs> you know, I, I really, looking back at 2022... Not just for Slayhouse, but, but personally, I'm I feel as though again Slayhouse and and the connections that we've made have just deeply enriched my life, yeah, um, in a way that I think is really awesome. So we got, you know, four awesome books <laughs> that came out, super cool titles. We as a met, writer, I finished one full novel as well as a, yeah. a like a shorter, like a novella kind of novel, or maybe yeah, yeah, just yeah. a short novel. It's not quite a no- yeah. it's longer than a novella. Yeah, but. you've got. A, a, we'll talk about it again in the twenty twenty three episode. Uh-huh. But you've got a you've got a book that's you know. Set and to I got come some out books, year. and then I got more books. You know, I'm finishing up. Of course, the sequel dies full of scorpions, and yeah. So that's the twenty twenty three conversation. But today we need to finish by talking about. Our top ten reads. Because yeah, on top the, of all of this, coming in, we read a lot of cool stuff. We read books. We watch movies. We I we play did. guitar. Um, yeah. you know, we I went fishing some, but I, I didn't go fishing. That was we're not going to talk about things. any of that. Well, I went to baseball games. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I but what we're going to focus on is the games. reading. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to lead? Do you want to start? I. I mean, yeah. I. The the top ten books. Um. I asked Jeremy to to create a list, and I created a list. I printed mine out. He's pulling his up on his phone. Yeah, you can tell which one of us is the more technologically inclined. (laughs) It was just easier. I can't print anything out. I feel like that that um progressive commercial, like the the don't become your parents thing, where the the guys like like. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. printed the website. We don't need to print the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, it was not how any of this works. Um, yeah, I mean, I read uh, so just by the numbers, I read eighty-five books last year, Jeez. and uh, it's it's not all of them were great, you know, but but several of them were. I would say it was an above-average year for me in terms of reading. Um, trying to boil it down to just 10 was really tough. And I've already put these 10 on social media, so some of it's going to be a repeat, but who cares? We we have a show. We can do whatever we want, bro. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so my number 10, uh, surprising no one, <laughs> was Curse of the Reaper by Brian McCauley. There you go. Um, I haven't looked at your list yet, so I don't know what's going to be on here. We're going to find out together. <laughs> yep. Um, but Brian McCauley's book... Uh, just worked incredibly well for me on I a number of different levels. I assumed it was going to be on your list, so I did not put it on mine. But it was yeah. a great read. I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's uh, it has a lot of really great character stuff in it. Um, it really knows its genre incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, Brian has a real ear for dialogue and, and, uh, and an eye for you know character arcs. And it was just such— What's his nose for? Um, for smelling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mostly. His eye for, for dialogue, his <laughs> yeah, ear for character yeah, work, yeah, and yeah, his yeah. nose for smelling. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that um, he just, he knows his work really, really well. And uh, it was a, a real banger of a book. I I, cool. I think I read it, you know, cover to cover in uh, just a couple of days. Oh, wow. Um, cool. It was impressive. Yep. My number 10 was The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Um, this is a beautiful book. It's it's a great story on, um, you know, not just like race and how like, like 
like people of color kind of can stigmatize each other and look at each mm. other, but it's also just about family and about generational family and mm. growing up, um, not just in the South, but in an area where people can expect or do have these expectations of like community and how that can be a hindrance as well as a, 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 a an idea of support. And, yeah. um, you know, what we do to kind of break away from those molds of the community and how we try to, um, you know, kind of build our own identity outside of that. Mm. And it's, it's all about like building your own identity. And I, I absolutely love this book. It's a great book. That's awesome. Yeah. So my number nine was uh, Activation Degradation by uh, Marina okay. Lostetter. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a, a book. She describes it as uh, the unreliable narrator meets uh, queer pirates in space. Um, it's, it's such a funny book in some ways, um, even though I don't, you know, it's not intended to be a comedy, uh, there are comedic elements to it, but really it, it kind of centers on this question of, of kind of identity making and, um, the way that, uh, you know, what we're told kind of frames our, our point of reference for who we are. And I think that it's really, it, it does all of the things that I think, science fiction needs to do mm -hmm. and it does it really well um, which is to say that it's about something it's about the human experience and it uses these science fiction conceits uh, not just to be like wouldn't this be cool if you know this existed in space or whatever but it's really you know using this as a metaphor to examine a lot of what makes us human to begin with um, she's so good at this stuff and uh, and that's why it was my number nine read of the year. She really digs into some big philosophical questions in that book. And uh, I loved every second of it. So I didn't order mine. When I wrote mine down, I just looked back at my Goodreads and thought about the titles that most impressed me. And I thought sure. about why they impressed me. So these are, really aren't in any kind of order. It's not like number one is better for me than number 10. It's, oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's, so much of it's arbitrary. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the next one, I think the next one is a tie. And the reason it's a tie that I want to go ahead and jump to is because of our series on craft just recently. And that is okay. um, two Stephen King novels that I revisited this year and yeah, really paid attention right. to craft. And one was Salem's <laughs> Lot and the other one was It. And the reason I want to include those on here, not because they're anything new, obviously, they're both 40-something years old. Oh, yeah. But with King, and I think we discussed this in our craft episodes, there's a lot of hit or miss. But mm. these are two of these shining examples of why he is considered the master of craft. Because mm -hmm. even though mm -hmm. within the novels themselves, there's stuff he still does wrong or still doesn't do great. Right. There is so much that he does right and shows, you know, that elevated craft in these novels that I think yeah. that's why they've stood the test of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people love it. Uh, a lot of yeah. people cite that book as their favorite book or like the book that really got them into horror or into yeah. reading. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, it was super popular, so I could totally see that. Yep. Yeah. My next book, uh, which I actually see is on your list uh, somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure if it was going to be on there or not, but it's Root Work by yep. Tracy Cross. Yep. Um, uh, maybe we should just both address this together. I don't know if you're kind of uh, no, numbering your stuff. Um, I, I mean, we, we've talked – at length about this book mm -hmm. uh, with Tracy herself, yeah. which was such an, an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, but this book really uh, just blew me away with its uh, its its 
you know, focus on characters and um, it's, you know, talk about race and racial issues, Mm -hmm. um, but also the authenticity of her voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't get over how beautifully written this book is um, in terms of its dialogue and its voice. It it is unparalleled uh, in anything else I read last year. Yeah, dialogue, um, you know, I hear this dialogue. I I've, I've, was born in the South. I've grown up in the South. Yeah. I've lived in the South all my life. Um, yeah. This dialogue is as much the Southern black experience as it much as uh-huh. it is the, the Southern experience. Yeah. Um, there is, you know, we when we think of like Southern white people, <laughs> we think of uh-huh. like this genteel kind of proper sound and dialect or something. But, um, you know, this is this dialogue resonated with me because I've heard it all of my life. Um, yeah. And I think she did an amazing job getting that voice together and getting it down. And that yeah. voice becomes the the character or emphasizes the character yes. of, yeah, these, yeah. you know, of this kind of era and this location. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, again, when when I talk about authenticity, I mean, I haven't lived in the South nearly as long as you, but I've been here for the last decade, mm-hmm. you know, the last uh, 12 years at this point, uh, 13 years at this point. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, it just it sounds like the people that I go to work with. It, yeah. it sounds like the, the students that I teach. It sounds like uh, many of the people that I run into. And it, and that is just uh, so special to run into in literature. Yeah. And that's on top of what I think is still a very compelling narrative about race, about oh, yeah. um, identity making and... And, um, and this kind uh, of hex craft, know, that's the genre stuff, Yeah, right? yeah, this, that's the genre yeah. stuff. Uh, I mean, there's also, again, a big scene that I'm not going to spoil mm-hmm. um, that really cements it as horror as Go well. Read it. <laughs> it's a phenomenal book. It really, really is. And I cannot wait to see what she comes up with next. I've read yep. some of her, her short fiction this year. Um, she's a great writer, and I think she's only going to continue to get better as yep. more people you know, pay attention to her. Since that was both of ours, do you want to introduce another? Sure, I can. Um, my next read was Goddess of Filth by oh, okay. V. Castro. Um, I'm in the middle of that right now. I haven't finished it. Oh, but... man, what a book. Yeah. Um, it is all about uh, you know this idea of of a possession, um, but but you know also an idea of like what if a possession looked more like a self possession? You know what if you could come into possession of yourself um, more and and you know kind of discover your agency in a society that maybe wants to limit that agency the for funny, whatever reason. The funny thing that she seems to be pointing out in this and that. Um I haven't read the whole thing, so obviously uh-huh. I'm speaking only from what I've read so far. But, and it, it kind of reflects the rest of like these possession stories. It's always like, have you ever noticed it's like always like preteen or teenagers that are getting yes, possessed? Yes, of course. And that like in itself is a statement because, I mean, you mentioned the self possession <laughs> story, but what happens during adolescence that they're almost oh, right, like the hormones right. and they're, they're almost possessed themselves? And, yeah. You know. But but this idea of, you know, a woman becoming possessed, but then, you know, learning the value of herself through that position is mm-hmm. so deeply important. Um, this is a book that I, I, I pinpoint, you know, not just because I think that the story itself is really, really good and its, its themes are powerful. Mm-hmm. These are, this is a story that, that had deep impact in my personal life. Yeah. You know, it, it allowed me to share it with some people 
um, that that you know that metaphor assisted them in, in kind of understanding um, some of the space that that we all occupy. It, it is just truly a profoundly moving book. Um, and yeah. and as soon as I read it, I. I just knew I was like, this is uh, something extraordinary, and I had to share it with a lot of people, um, especially with uh, my partner. Um, it, it is a book that I continue to come back to. I don't want to browbeat um, our listeners with because we did this kind of episode like several a couple of months ago, and so some of the books on my list made it from that list mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to to this one. So I'm not going to go over again, say Irma Broadbear's um, Louisiana, except that it made my mm-hmm. final top ten. Yeah, um, I talk about it in the last episode. It's right up there with root work, I think, with Goddess of Filth as mm. far as like having that that um, understanding of geography as well as culture and community, mm, mm-hmm. and just go read it. Um, read oh, yeah. and and I think that was a great book. So I am going to jump from that and let you go back into talking about your next book because, again, I don't want to rehash stuff that I've already talked about in a previous episode. Yeah. Um, so my next book was Below by Laurel Hightower. Okay. Uh, I, I suspected we were probably both going to have some Laurel Hightower on this list. Yep. Uh, Below was my choice. Uh, of the the two uh, novellas a, that I read, that was an odd man. That was yeah, it was odd, but it fucking worked. Yeah, it did. It did. It it's did. so smart. It was good, and and it, it it hit me at the end. Just the the like really what she was going for. The mm-hmm. whole experience, the whole point of the story, comes together at the end uh, in a meaningful thesis statement that I just love. You know. The Mothman is a cryptid is one that we might have heard of, but we're not familiar yeah. with all of the intricacies of the legend. Yeah. And she has done a really great job of presenting them. But at no point, and I almost feel like I'm, I'm going back and forth with the editor of a book right now that I'm working on. Um, you almost, there's, there seems to be this point in like horror novels, you know, it happens a lot in vampire novels and stuff. Yeah. But, but in horror novels that you have to kind of recap and learn the rules of the monster and how to yeah, defeat yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. and, and kind of the signs of the monster. And she yeah. doesn't give us that. No, she any, really was. She just it. shows us. Because that's not even the point. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the point of the book is something else. And I, I, I don't necessarily like talking about books in, a, in such a vague sense. Uh, but I think. We want that, you to go read it. Yeah. I people. think that the whole point is the point of discovery. Yep. And this is one of those books that I think. Uh, you know, just just read it and just pay close attention to it. And for me, the, the uh, it's really impactful. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I loved below. Um, for me, on my list though, uh, Crossroads still carried over from number to number yeah, ten. That was on yeah. the one I talked about in the last episode. I think we both talked about Crossroads. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to again bore you guys with it. Just go read some Laurel Hightower. Go. Yeah, absolutely. She's go. got a, a book coming out next. Uh, <laughs> I say next year. She's got a book coming out this year um, that I'm really excited <laughs> about. Um, but yeah, uh, Laurel Hightower for sure. Yep. So my next read was The Fervor by Almakatsu. Mm-hmm. Again, surprising no one. I'm a huge Almakatsu fan. She had some great fiction come out last year. Yep. Um, but the fervor was, uh, you know, my favorite of the, of the stuff that she put out last year. It is a very complex novel dealing with some very complex themes um, centered around, uh, you know, especially racism, but, you know, centered around um, World War II and the Japanese-American internment camps uh, that 
many people in the United States rather unfortunately don't know about. Um, it is a phenomenal examination on uh, how racial uh, hatred and racial prejudice um, can fester mm-hmm. you know, into uh, a, a kind of full-blown disease. It is about so many things, um, but it's it's just a it's a master class in how to deliver a book with a real salient purpose. Um, I yeah. love Alma. I haven't read it yet. I've read some of her other stuff. Dude, I cannot wait so to dive good. into that. <laughs> I've got three books that I'm wrapping up right now. You know, my Goodreads told me that I didn't make my goal for 2022, but it won't let me count all of the novels that I read to like, <laughs> right, like that were right. submitted to us for like yeah. publication. All the short stories that I read for like the anthology. Right, of course. So that's kind of Goodreads. I think I did meet my reading list. I, like, <laughs> I mean, you. It. It is, yeah. <laughs> Who cares about good reads? Who cares? I'm still going to set up my reading list for this year, though. Although I don't think knowing what all I have it. to like, knowing what all I have to like do this this year. Oh yeah, I'm no, not going to no be way. so ambitious with the, the reading list. No, no, no. Um, Gabino Iglesias, Zero Saints. Oh my gosh, this guy. That was a baller of a book. I I absolutely loved it. It's. I mean, when a book starts off with somebody's getting head like chopped off by like a like a, a not even like by like a big machete or something. It's almost like a dull like fucking pocket knife. I mean, it's like not that, but Rough, but it, I mean, man. it's like graphic and it's like I'm in for some horror. I'm yeah. For some... Oh no, the the dude understands horror. For yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, this is this is um, uh, shit. What's his name? Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Dude that works with Quentin Tarantino does a lot of um, uh, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. This is like Robert yeah. Rodriguez Mexican horror, like like Tex. It's not even Mexican. It's like it's like um, it Tejano. Was, it's yeah, Tejano yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah. At it, just kind of like actually like a Goddess of Filth, like V Castro. I mean, no, these I mean, are this is Tejano similar, horror yeah. and. Like I mean, it's just fucking baller and it's great. I love dude, it, dude. The dude rolls hard. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, um, we're we're, we're going to come back to it. But uh, my next book was *The Smallest of Bones* uh, by Holly Lynn Walrath. Enter. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a collection of poetry. Right. And here's the thing about me: I don't read poetry. Um, it's not that I hate poetry. It's just uh, I don't often connect with poetry. Yeah. Um, and and oftentimes when I read poetry. Uh, I don't know what it is that I'm trying to get from the experience, if that makes any kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, poetry is kind of a rough sell for me. But this book of poetry, this collection, I think really did so much more to help me appreciate not just poetry, but also the stuff that that uh, Walrath is trying to express through their poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a marvelous collection um beautifully written uh i think i think their poetry is just it's stellar and it's mm-hmm. a again you know how i think about literature and and what i think about literature is often like what is this trying to tell me mm-hmm. what is the thesis statement what is the the message being conveyed through this medium and um hollywood walrath gets it cool just gets it so i like just grab that Grab that collection of poetry and I, read it. I do love poetry. I've read quite a bit of poetry. I teach a lot of poetry. I do. I, I love. Po- I love sitting down with some poems. Sometimes it's a great palate cleanser. Um, yeah. 
For me, though, even though I've read, I guess now, most of, or at least most of Sina Palaya's recent stuff, yeah. um, her book of poetry, well, I had to choose, I think, one book on here um, that I've read of hers this year that I that didn't make, or that made it, and even though the poetry was, it was hard, oh man, that was some hard stuff. <sighs> yeah. um, it was all true crime kind of based poetry, like yeah. real life stuff. It was very hard. Uh, for me, it's still, uh, we came from an island. Um I, you know, great I choice. love that. I love that. Just the 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 intimacy of that that yeah. collection, that little chapbook. I guess. Um, yeah. She told me she's sending me a copy. I haven't received it yet. Oh well, um, you, you're gonna get it. Don't I know. Worry. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. Um, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. You know. Uh, so talk about. I mean, it, it seems like most of our books are talking about identity and the, the oh, quest for it, self. Absolutely. And this There's book really that. really solidifies yeah. that. Yeah, um, it's funny that you bring up Sina Palayo because uh, she was my number three read of last year. Oh, uh, with uh, 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 well, oh shoot, I should pull it up. Uh, <laughs> Into the forest and all the way through, which is the book of poetry, which is her book of poetry, yeah. right? Um, that that collection, uh, I think, for me, completely reframed how I think about true crime. Yeah, uh, when a book can do that, when a book can mm-hmm. come in and completely reshape my relationship to an entire genre mm-hmm. you know it's good yep and that is that book for me um again i'm not necessarily into poetry it's not something that i explore very often this poetry deeply affected me mm-hmm. and and not not just affected me but changed my perspective on a genre and how we kind of treat that genre. So I think you and I both had to put that down for oh a couple of times. Couple I couldn't times, get through it. Yeah. I it was so heavy. Yeah, um, when you realize it's based on true crime like cases, yeah, and this stuff right. actually happened. It's like God. But, but that I think deepens the importance of of what she is trying to express, and and the again the the perspective that we take into a lot of these true crime stories. Um, it was a marvelous book, man. Um, another book that I think. I know you told me you had to put down, and I think I had <laughs> yeah. to put down uh, T. Kingfisher's What Moves the Dead. Oh, my gosh. What I a mean. phenomenal book. So that was actually in my, my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, you know, it didn't so quite make the top 10. you can honorably mention it now? <laughs> yeah, so I can honorably mention it now. But seriously, what a fucking great book. Yep. It's not often that I think a book can improve upon an original story. Yeah. This one does for me. Yeah. It's wild to think that we have this, you know, this great story from, from two centuries back uh, that that she chooses to just like, you know, we're going to dive back into this again. I'm going to kind of And for those of you who it. don't know, it's a retelling of Edgar Allan Poe's The Fall of the mm-hmm. House of Usher, whereas that was a short story. This is this actually is a more a novella. And it, um, and then she doesn't change the names. I mean, that's the wonderful nope. thing about Poe. He's yep. in the public domain. So yep. if you want to rewrite a Poe story, whatever, do it. Do whatever you want. So it's still about uh, Roderick Usher and his sister and yep. the people who come to visit them at their debilitating, kind of dilapidated estate. Yeah. And um, this kind of delves into a little more about what is actually going on at this place. Yeah. And I think it, it is. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's fun. It's such a, it is such a fun read. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was in my honorable mentions. Uh, g- great choice for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, all right, so my n- number two of the year, we're getting <laughs> close. Um, my my penultimate uh, favorite. Good word, good word. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Uh, it was The Devil Takes You Home by Gabino Iglesias. Okay, we're back to Gabino. Yeah. We're back to Gabino. And I, I've not yet read that one, but oh, I need it's, to. It's, it's on my it's, book. It's fucked, on man. I mean, it's it's kind of fucked, but it's also amazing. Yeah. Um, he calls it a barrio noir, um, which is, you know, it's very Tejano in in, mm-hmm. in uh, its relationship to, to Mexico and, and America. It's very wrapped up in both countries. Um, I and almost want to say identities. Almost want to say a bit snobbishly. I grew up in Texas. Like, I don't know if people can truly understand the Tejano culture. Like, they think it's mm-hmm. either Mexican or it's American. Right. They don't really understand that blend unless you've spent time in Texas. Right. Like, can understand that. And I, I don't exactly get it. Uh, but I grew up in Colorado, and I yeah. grew up in a very heavily Hispanic um, part of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did grow up around all of these different, um, elements from, from so different, that'd be more like, Hispanic instead of cultures. Tejano, that'd be more like Colorado. Uh, don't, don't try that. <laughs> I'm, don't try I'm, it. I'm butchering. Uh, yeah. but it was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> Mexico, Colorado. Uh, it, you know, it was a, a phenomenal book. Um, yeah. really just, again, kind of centers on it's 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 a noir story so you know it's not gonna go well uh, but you can't you can't help but fall into it and he's got some of the most gorgeous prose oh yeah i have read um in the last year his prose blending in both uh english and spanish was immaculate mm-hmm. and um it's, it's cultural very references it felt like i was yes. listening to a, t- a Texas native speaking Spanglish. Yes, it, it felt it, it's very so much. gorgeous, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and then the horror elements themselves um, su- took me by surprise because yep. he's he, he man, he just knows what works. He knows what's scary. <laughs> My number two, I think, is one I also talked about last episode, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, mm-hmm. but uh, it carried over again um, yeah. from from you that know, last when episode. When something's so. good, it's good. The Southern Book Club, Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady like Hendrix. Grady Hendrix. Um, he gets the vampire tropes. He gets the. He knows how to make this vampire a little different from like what you've seen before. Yeah, but he also knows how to carry on those tropes and kind of play with them a little bit in his story. And I think it's a great story, and I think you ought to read it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Hendrix is awesome. I, I, I don't think you can go wrong with any of his stuff. He's got a new book coming out pretty soon too. Mm-hmm. All right, my number one book number of the year. One. The number one book, my favorite book from last year, was *A Haunted History of Invisible Women* by cool. Leanna Renee Heber and Andrea Jaynes. Bit of nonfiction in there. Bit of nonfiction. I don't often dip into nonfiction um, because oftentimes it bores me. <laughs> I'm just going to be real about it. Um, but I think that uh, again, you know, a lot of my reads were all about helping me or or assisting me in kind of reframing the way that I think about things. Yeah. Um, and they really work hard to kind of reframe the way that we think about ghost stories and the ethics of telling ghost stories. It's so much about the storytelling, but it's also about the way in which how we story tell, you know, can marginalize people, um, whether or not that's our intent. And um, there's a real history, you know, there's a real, I think, ethical duty to um, speaking about the people that, that these stories concern and and playing it right, you know, yep. being being diligent about it, and also understanding that um, in 
the retelling oftentimes we, we further marginalize people yeah you know and so you know kind of using ghost stories to both recover agency for marginalized people especially women and and also you know the ghost story itself as kind of a re acquisition of agency by the female ghosts themselves it's just, it's just so fascinating and it's so interesting and this book blew my mind. It was so beautifully structured and handled. And uh, I, you know, I know we got to interview with them. Mm-hmm. Um, not only a highlight of my year, but truly one of the best books on this kind of subject I've ever read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I can appreciate that because I mean, if I if I um, if I just superficially dissect like what I remember of like say just the standard ghost story, especially one that involves a female ghost, um, I mean, what is it? They're generally about like she's looking for a lost love or she's been scorned right, or something. Of but the act of becoming, you know, this tragedy of of her dying in whatever manner, if it's self inflicted yeah. or if it's a murder or if it's an accident or whatever, um, and allowing her to 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 live on as this ghost or the spirit in this place would almost transcend or allow her this character to transcend mm-hmm, from just mm-hmm. being this figure that lost a love and is despondent yeah. over it to being a mythical kind of figure herself mm-hmm. and for eternity and so i i can see that i can i miss that that was the one episode of the podcast that i missed yeah um but i can totally i can totally see that and i appreciate it i mean it it is uh it's a stellar book and um Oh wow! <laughs> I got a text message. Oops. Um, it, it's a marvelous book, uh, just beautifully written, beautifully structured, and uh, I I can't recommend it enough. I it, it's actually funny. I recommended it to my mother, um, not expecting that you know maybe she would uh, love it as much, but um, she listened to the show um, because mm-hmm. I, I sent it to her. I was like, listen, you got, you got to listen to these two ladies. I think they're brilliant. <laughs> I think this is mm-hmm. the best, uh, one of the best, um, interviews we've ever done. And this book is amazing. And she was like, I listened to your episode and it was fascinating. And I, I went out and I bought the book <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she read the book and cool. I was just like, cool. this is amazing. My, my mother who would never, you know, come within uh, 10 feet of a ghost story. Uh, she was like, no, this is, these ladies are really brilliant. I mean, ghost yeah. stories for me are always a terrific and interesting way to present history to people. Like if oh, history bores I you, just totally get, into, get into ghost stories. Yeah, yeah. I totally uh, agree. My final book, my final title is another one that I think carries over from that previous episode. And that's mm-hmm. uh, Sundial by Katriana Ward. I don't think you can go wrong. And I just absolutely, I love it as, as literary horror, as psychological horror. It's not supernatural, although the, the beasts in it um, kind of take a supernatural kind of a figure to them like they're yeah. they're a legend to them but they yeah. they end up not being less supernatural and probably more like sci-fi kind of thing but, yeah um but it's not a sci-fi novel it's very much like a a, a, a psychological horror novel and yeah. it's it's just beautifully done the twists and turns the character development it's all yeah. just wonderfully everything makes sense in there i cannot wait to read i think you gave me um her book the last house on needless I street did, yeah Merry and i've Christmas. also got thank you thank you and i've also got um what is the other one? Little Eve, Little which Eve. my wife finished. Uh, Little Eve. Yeah, I was an advanced reader for that <clears> book. And um, you know, it's uh, it's I, I can't wait to dive into some more Katrina. Wood. Hon- honestly, she's become a, a must buy. 
Yeah. Like a, like a just, uh, you know, buy on site for me. Yep. So that is... That wraps it up. That's our top 10. Um, that's also kind of where we've been this year. Uh, so... Uh, I want to give a shout out to all of our patrons, all of our Patreon subscribers. Look, we are champions of, we love indie writers, but, um, you know, we also love small writers. We love people who are, you know, diverse voices, people who are being ignored by the the bigger publishers. Um, we we want to champion all of your your work, all of your, uh, uh, your, 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 shit, I'm fumbling for words here. Um, we want to champion your art, all of your art, all of your successes. Um, mm-hmm. And if you like that Slay House is doing that, I just kind of want to give a brief shout out and just say maybe support our Patreon, tell people about us, support, you know, spread yeah. word about our podcast. I mean, so it, um, when you support books. the Patreon, right, what that means for us, mm-hmm. first and foremost, it means that we can continue to do things like make a podcast yep. where we uh, interview with some folk. It means that we can also um, work with some of the local actors that we've been mm-hmm. working with for a lot of these uh, radio dramas that we, we've been working very hard to, to kind of put together. It also means that we can pay our um, our contributors. Yep. You know, we can pay our contributors for uh, the stuff that, that we anthologize. We can pay our artists for, for covers, that sort of thing. Yep. I mean, every, every time you um, subscribe to us, you know, it, it goes directly back into the people that are making art in these communities. Yep. Um, you know, we, we don't um, pocket any of that. It's <laughs> kind of our seed money to, to use for bigger projects. Yeah. And it's kind of how we we court voices and we give them a platform to try to publish them. So, Absolutely. Um, that's where all of that money goes. Um, some other stuff that you can do if you want to support us. Follow us on social media. Follow us on social media. Retweet our stuff. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. If you've if you've gotten off of Twitter, um, yeah, we're <laughs> we're. Uh, I'm still kind of on Twitter. I don't know what I, what to Twitter, do with Twitter. I I, I ha- I've in the last month I've just kind of been like, what is even life anymore? I don't yeah. know. Uh, but we're we're trying to drum up what a way to enter 2023. Yeah, we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to drum up uh, our Instagram presence or yeah. our other social media pre- yeah. presences. Um, but you can also like our show wherever you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review. These things help those algorithms so that we get found by more people and more listeners mean uh, better things yep. for our projects. So better, better actual. We have a chance of getting actual sponsors instead of me just sl- shouting puns at the end of every episode. You know? Yeah, like a ding, like a dingus, like a dingus. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's it, folks. That's uh, this episode. Stay tuned for next week when we talk about our what we kind of look forward to coming kind of, up. Yeah. Slayhouse has a lot of news coming up next week. Yeah, that's right. All right. All right.